This week on Three Questions by Corey Kareem. Failure isn't even real. Mm, expand <laughs> upon that, please. Because every time I've failed in life, it was never about the failure itself. It was about my process and what I thought failure was. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back to uh, another episode of Three Questions by Corey Kareem, the show where we sit down with some amazing people who are doing some amazing things. And you guessed it, we asked them three questions, not about their successes or their wins, though, but rather about their failures and the experiences and the lessons that they learn uh, from those failures. So uh, on today's show, uh, we have a good friend of mine, almost like a brother to me, um, he is Junior Afore. He is the CEO and founder of Alpha Pack Financial. J.O., welcome to the show, my brother. What's going on? Thanks for having me, brother. All right. I know that was a pretty lightweight intro. So uh, why don't you give uh, the people a brief elevated pitch about who you are and, and, and what you do? So um, our company, Alpha Pack Financial, is uh, it's a lifestyle brand. We're in a few different avenues currently right now. Um, we're in the tech space, we're in the paper space, and we're in the fitness space. Um, originally, we started off in the fitness space because big into fitness and big into working out. So we have a clothing brand um, in that space. Uh, we got into paper because I'm big into environment, stuff like that. Um, so we got into biodegradable paper, and that's a, a big thing that we've been pushing for the last little bit now. So what we currently sell is toilet paper, paper towel, and wet wipes. Uh, and then the last main project that we've been working on for quite some time now is a tech business that's uh, right now focused on business retention and helping businesses scale and keep their customers. Mm, I like that so much. And I got all your alpha pack stuff right behind me, too. Right? <laughs> Looks like a moving product. <laughs> that's for real. For real. I'm, I'm, out, I'm out here moving like a master P with the product. <laughs> Yo, you guys should get a legit ice cream truck, man. That would be hilarious. For real. Just as a as a branding kind of thing, that would be really cool to see that. That would be fun. Alpha pack ice cream for like July for the, for the summer. Okay, oh, hey, we might do that. That might be a good little PR situation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That little barbecue and then you have the ice cream tuck come through yeah, i like that i like that i got you i got you <laughs> so uh jo let's get into this so as an uh, entrepreneur and an investor what has been your biggest failure to date tell me about that moment and and why do you ultimately believe um it was your biggest failure um i have two moments in my life because i'm i'm a very I'm, I'm a realist for the most part. Mm. So whenever things happen, I always self-reflect and obviously look at myself and take accountability for everything. So I always realize if it isn't life-threatening, it's never that serious. But mm. I have two things in my life where I can look back and say I made some mistakes over there. So the first thing was um, I was in network marketing very, very young. Um, I've seen success at a very young age as well. So I was in a company that we all know about, <laughs> Seal Team 6. <laughs> Shout out to the, the real Alpha Pack, the guys that were in that company. 
And in that company, I, I saw six figures very, very early. I saw six figures at the age of 20, 21. And what ended up happening is there was another company that came into the that came into the market at that time. I had a very, very young group. And a lot of my guys left and went over there. I automatically, in that point in time, went into defense. And as crazy as it is, I went into defense for a few years. I didn't come out of that for probably maybe three years, like consistently playing the victim, feeling sorry for myself, thinking about what I could have done to avoid this situation. And not once did I ever think about being in offense. So what's crazy enough is when I got out of the situation and I was over it and and I was moving on, all I can do was really regret on the fact that I should have just stayed in offense instead of going into defense. So the failure for me was the fact that I allowed myself to go into that defensive state and not have stayed in offense. And, and to be clear, by defense, you mean playing the victim, yeah. you know, kind of getting down on yourself, things like that, yeah. that's what you mean? Yeah. yeah. No, there was a, there was, and then uh, the second one was in 2017, after I came out of the victim thing, I came back into it hard because at that time I had saved up a good amount of money and I threw my money into some crypto deals. And one of my crypto deals went super south. Like I lost maybe like, like 30 in that deal. A friend of mine who had a baby on the way lost like 15 and I had to pay him back. <laughs> so so wow. it was like it was a big situation for me because at that time I'm like wow like 55 grand is a lot of money oh. to to lose you know what I mean and I wasn't in a position to even lose it so I went into I went into a really really dark space because of that yeah. and it was tough right right and so I think going back to what you said the nugget you just dropped about you know, playing offense or playing defense rather than offense. It just reminds me of that saying, it's it's better to play offense rather than defense. Yeah. Um, I think the knee, I think the knee-jerk reaction is for all for us to all play defense because as human beings, we're naturally wired to pr- protect what we have versus risk it to gain more, right? Right, um, right. So I think that's very clutch what you just mentioned there. So uh, expanding upon your failures. Tell me about a time when things weren't going your way. Like nothing seemed to be working out. Um, when everything kind of just, you know, seemed to be falling apart. Uh, what did you ultimately do to get over it and through that specific experience or, or time in your life? It's, it's actually funny. When I read that question, I was literally thinking about that the other day. And I'm going to tell you why I was, I was thinking about it the other day. Cause, cause recently my credit score went up 77 points and I was super excited, bro. And, 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 and just to, just to put it into perspective, um, in that time, that second time in 2017, when I lost that, that money and I went into that, um, that, that dark place, I really thought there was no out, but what I did in that time to kind of, get out of the situation or kind of help myself is I actually made a video about, about me. Mm. And I think one of these days I might actually put it on my pack talk because I was 50 pounds overweight. 
Yeah. I was, my credit score was a 450. Um, I wasn't making any money at the time. My yeah. brand was kind of taking a hit because I had the brand, but at that time I wasn't doing enough with it in terms of really getting it out there and getting uncomfortable and doing things. So I was really, I was really going through it. So at that time, my girlfriend was like super disappointed. She was like over me at that time. <laughs> you know wow. what I mean? So I was losing everything. Right. But I made a video because I knew it can get better. When I made that video, I realized there was only two things I can do. There was, I can get better from here right. or I could just kill myself. Because <laughs> there was just, there was really no in between. I seen that there was a problem. Deep inside, I knew I could do better. Right. And mind you, I want everybody to understand what I said. I never said I deserved to do better. I said, I knew I could do better. Mm. A lot of people come into life with this whole, I deserve. You don't deserve anything. Facts. I knew I didn't deserve anything. My work didn't show that I deserved anything. Mm -hmm. I knew I wanted to do better. Mm -hmm. So I made this video and it was the most uncomfortable video ever. I didn't even watch that video. I kid you not, Corey, six months from that video, I was opening my first store. I was finally in a place where I was about to make that six figures again in 2018. Right. Uh, my brand was finally coming, like going through the roof. My relationships were better. I, I lost 50 pounds and mm. I got my credit score up to like the high 600s at that point. Right. So it was just to look back and to, to look at that video. All that video did for me was it was looking in the mirror. Mm. It was taking accountability and ready to take action and being sick and tired of being sick and tired, knowing that you can do more and saying it's up to me to make it happen. Right, man. You hit on, you hit on, you just give us a sermon there. I know it's Sunday today. <laughs> I, well, this guy just gave one hell of a, okay, okay, okay. Oh, oh, dollar, you know, I, I, I see you. But um, I think you hit on so many key notes there. First of all, use one of my favorite, favorite words in the English language and that's accountability. I know that. And, so you, already know, you know that. And, and it, it, it reminds me of what you just said. reminds me or echoes the same sentiment as one of the best quotes I've ever heard in my life. And I heard it from an, an actual guy, an actual business man many years ago when I was in college and living in New York. And, he, and his mentors had told him that and he shared it with us. And he said, you know, in life, you don't get what you deserve. You get what you negotiate. You negotiate. Yeah. Right? When in, you told me that, I, I, bro, I love that line. Every time you say it, it gives me shivers. Bro. I it, it, and I, I got to remind myself because it's, it's a reminder that you got to fight for what you want. You know, yes. like, you know, outside of your parents, no one, no one really owes you anything. Right. Yeah. And so it, it, it takes the uh, it puts the onus on you to really go out there and get it. And then the one thing you know, you talk about you making yourself a video. It reminded me of one of my lowest points in my life. When I came back from New York, I was living in a basement uh, in my mom's place. I was sleeping on a couch. Mm -hmm. And I remember I took a picture of my wallet and I kid you, J.O., I had $5 and some like nickels. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to take a picture and sometime in the future, I'm going to look back at that and say, that's where I, I came, like, that's where I was at, at some yeah. point in my life. And I needed that to do that. And I even went as far, like, I went to go see Mike's brother. I got a tattoo and I got the tattoo. Uh, the, the, the key to success is massive failure. 
And that reason why I got that tattoo in my arm, because it it acted like a, a mantra for me, because to me, I was at rock bottom. I was like, well, if I'm here and I'm failing and the key to success is massive failure, there's only one direction. The way to go. Exactly. You know? And so I used to just look at it because every time it was just a reminder, it's just a reminder, it's just a reminder. So I, I definitely uh, can share a lot of the things that you just said there, man. That's, that's definitely big. And so getting into the last question, uh, what do you believe is the best lesson uh, you've learned from failing thus far? The best, the best lesson that I've learned from failing so far is that failure isn't even real. Mm, expand upon that, please. Because every time I've failed in life, it was never about the failure itself. It was about my process in what I thought failure was. Mm. I only thought failure, I was feeling because I was comparing myself to somebody else. I thought I was feeling because I actually cared about the opinion of somebody else. Imagine if the word failure didn't even exist. Imagine if every single thing was a learning lesson. The conversation mm. would be different. The conversation would go like, hey, that last deal you did, you learned a lot from that and you parlayed it into the new deal. Mm. Instead of, oh, you failed that and almost going into a guilt or a defense right. place. Right. To understand that everything that you go through in life, and I and I think in life, there's two things that are happening. It's either you're winning or you're losing mm -hmm. or quote unquote failing. Mm -hmm. you, you never, it's never just that, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's never, oh, I won. There's always more levels, you know what I mean? Or, right, or right. I failed. There's always more ways you can fail. You see what I mean? You're not right. going to always get it right. It's either, am I doing Am I improving every single day? I remember in, in ACM, there was a line they used to always use. Yeah. Um, if you're not growing, you're dying. Uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it almost puts that edge on you that the goal every day is to get better than or to do better than what you did yesterday. 100%. So now when I look at failure, I don't believe in failure anymore. I just mm. believe in learning. Mm. I believe in learning lessons. And I think sometimes... It, it sounds funny to people because they're like, ah, oh, this is a cliche. I hear this all the time, but no, right. for real. Like right. the only people that are scared to fail are the ones that have to impress somebody. Mm. If you don't need to impress anybody and the only person you're really competing with is yourself, then you understand that what is the lesson being learned and how can I take this and be better? Right, right. Right. And yo, man, that that's so clutch because yesterday I had this thought, you know me, I'm always in deep thought. Yeah. And, yeah. and I asked myself, who's who's better, the person that tries and fails or the person that has a lot of potential but doesn't try right. at all? Right. Because we know we both know people like that. You know, you and I both played basketball, sports, and at one point in our lives, <laughs> we're more aggressive with it than another and we've both seen people that were super talented, but they made a bad decision. It was like a wasted talent. You know, they could have went X far or whatever it is. And it makes me think like, what's the, who's the better person? The person who tries and then fails or like the person that ah, I'm just going to play it safe. And they kind of sat on their potential. Me, I, I, I lean towards the former because at least, you know, because it just reminds me of a story when I, I met this Greek guy in a bookstore and he was telling me that his his brother 
works in a uh, long-term facility care center. So for elderly folks who are retired. Mm -hmm. And he said, the number one conversation that these people have is back in my day, there was this girl, there was this guy, there was this thing, there was this business, there was this opportunity. I shoulda, coulda, woulda, but didn't. And now they have all the time in the world to sit there and reflect on it. And that would, for me, for a person like me, the way I'm built, the way my mind operates, that would kill me. Yep. I'd rather know. That's just yep. And and I was just about to even add to that. I'm like, there's only two things you could really fear in life. It's either you feel failure, which is technically not real, is false evidence appear or fear is mm-hmm. false evidence appearing real, or you can hate regret. And I am that type of person. I can't because the thought of regret is scary because time is something that we're leasing. We don't own it. So just the thought of I'm gonna sit there one day and then reflect on the things that I could have done and I and I can't do nothing about it. To me, it's just, and I, I'm, I've been blessed and been lucky enough to spend enough time with people that were a lot older than me mm-hmm. to tell me, hey, if I was your age doing this, and every time, especially you, every time you guys tell me that, all I say is, all right, I gotta get more riskier. I gotta, I gotta do, I gotta do stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. right now, if these guys have the ten year mark ahead of me. They're teaching me something that I can use and be 10 years ahead. Oh, 100%, man. 100%. And so with that, on that note, what is your one piece of, of advice to the millions of people experiencing failure or hardship right now? What's your one piece of advice? There's a lot of them. First, you need to redefine what failure is mm. and understand what it is to you. Because I think whenever people stress, like I, I I hear when people say, well, I'm having anxiety or I'm getting depressed because I failed and this and that. I think the world that we live in, being in North America, we are so privileged and don't understand it. And the problem with privilege, and I consistently say this and I've been preaching this forever, is when you are privileged, you do not know that you're privileged. Like America is the only place in the world where you see overweight poor people. Like you will never see it anywhere in the world. Facts. I never even thought about that. It in their mind, it just doesn't make sense. So when people are this defining week on what three questions is, by Corey to understand that in every situation there's an opportunity. In this pandemic where people have lost, there's an opportunity. Mm. In this time where people don't see no hope, there's hope. You just need to open your eye and tap into a higher frequency and understand that there is always opportunity. Failure is not real. Don't get into defense. Always stay in offense. Mm. Because while you're sitting there and while you're saying, oh, this did not work out for me, there's an opportunity that you are not seeing. Mm. And in that opportunity that you are not seeing, you are missing out. And trust me, when I tell you the worst thing in life is when you get out of the situation and look back at the situation and say, damn, I could have done so much things better. I could have been in a better place. Nothing hurts more. When I look back and I see the three years of me staying in defense and I said, I could have automatically went into offense. I could have done this, 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 this. And I could have been in a better place. Right. And to not do it hurts. So right. stay in offense. Man, that's that's a nugget right there. And I think to touch on one thing you just said, 
you know, someone just asked me, they just did this kind of um, Instagram poll survey thing. And they asked me, you know, something like, why, what do you think the biggest reason someone lies? And I said to them, to me, I like to think that most people are inherently good. Yeah, people do bad stuff. Yeah. But I like to think majority of us are inherently good people. And I, and on that note, people don't, most people, I believe, don't lie because they want to mess you up. They yeah. lie. They lie because of fear, either mm. fear of criticism, uh, maybe fear of hurting that person's feelings, uh, maybe fear of failure. Yeah. Fear is the root. I like to say now, fear is the root of all evil. That's right? a fact. That's and a so, fact. And so. When I think about it that way, and based on what you're saying, that looking at that perspective of like how people look at things and you talk about like why they stay in defense, it's because of fear, fear mm -hmm. of change. They don't know what's going to happen. Oh, I got to learn a new skill set. OK, maybe it's a new this. It's new that I got to start over again. I, I don't know if people are going to get on board. I mean, like the fear of change. Right. That's real. So I think fear is behind all of that. But to your point, yeah. it's funny how in hindsight, when you get over you're like, oh, I could have done this like from the get go. <laughs> Why didn't I do that? I just stayed in 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 purgatory, in, yeah. in stuff mode, in neutral, because I was, you know. And we all get that. We've all been there. So it's just it's just funny that how you know in hindsight you're just like, man, I was just tripping off of like maybe a bad month or two, and that yeah. But that's the way the mind works. It's but true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so where can people find you online on, on, on social? Like, I know you have a lot going on. Uh, yeah. What do you want to put? So to, to tap in with all of our business socials, follow me at JR underscore Alpha Pack. And that's JR, obviously, underscore Alpha Pack. And then all of the other business socials, alphapack.sport, um, alphasoft.paper, and Alpha Coin Network. They're all in the bio as well. Awesome, man. Well, J.O., thank you so much for your time and blessing us with your presence. And guys, as, as I always like to end our conversations with this one line, if you ever want to impress people, you know, talk about your wins, your successes, yada, 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 that stuff. But if you really want to have an impact on someone else's life, talk about your failures, your losses, the, the things you've gone through that made you the person who you are today. So with that being said, guys, we're out. Peace and love. Until next time. Well, welcome to